Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am thrilled today to have founder and CEO of Food Scene, Felicia Perry Trujillo, with me today. And I'm so excited. I was just telling her I'm a massive fan of her LinkedIn and the incredible photography that she has and um, what her company does. So I'm really excited to have her here and uh, let her introduce herself. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, I am the founder and CEO of Food Scene, which is a boutique marketing studio. And we specialize in digital marketing, social media marketing, content creation, public relations, digital ads. Um, but I created Food Scene based on my career as a photographer, okay. um, which preceded Food Scene yeah. and kind of kicked it off. So I'm also a professional photographer that specializes in food, beverage, product, tableware. I want to I kick right to it and just why food for you? Why, why the food and hospitality industry? Um, well, my husband has been in the hospitality industry for like 25 years. Um, so, and that's what brought us to Raleigh from Los Angeles, um, at the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, um, prior to moving here, I was a photographer. I was a professional photographer and I was shooting events, um, in LA. Um, but when I moved here and we had two babies, uh, I, that, that career had run its course. I'd done 10 years shooting events. Um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I would just shoot anything when I got here, um, because I needed a creative outlet. And so I still did some events. I did some weddings, um, but the turning moment for me into the food space was um, just a couple months after we had moved here at the restaurant my husband was running at the time, they were doing a collaborative chef's dinner. Okay. And the owners had asked if he could bring in a photographer to capture the event and yeah. post on social media. And I was like, I'll do it. Uh, and I, that was like this moment, like my head cracked open, yeah. my soul cracked open. I was like, oh. This is it. Yeah. I love this. And I had not really felt that way about anything professionally. I always felt like I was like, where do I go? What do I do? You know, what is that thing? And this was the thing. And so I was like, can I come back tomorrow? Can I shoot some more? (laughs) There was just something I loved. Yeah. I loved capturing the energy in the kitchen. I loved the beauty in the food. Okay. And then I I grew from there. I love food. And I, so anytime that I see your stuff, I'm like, oh yes, food, 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 food. Um, but I would love to take it to the creation of the story behind the creation of food scene. You know, you were a photographer, but how did food scene kick off and get started? So, um, so in the beginning of 2014, after I had done that, uh, first restaurant shoot, um, I had come, I was kind of stalking the restaurant and was coming back and doing some more shoots. And the owner said, why don't you go ahead and hire her to photograph our seasonal menus, to update the website, to post on social media. And that was, that was not my area of expertise, but I knew how to update websites. And I, I mean, social media and food blogging was in 2014 and 2013 was not what it is now. It was still quite new. 
Um, and so I did, I started just posting every day and taking pictures every day um, and getting to know people in the community through this particular restaurant, through my husband. Um, and the more I got to know people, the more I'd start doing projects, free projects, just, yep. just to yeah. build that side of my portfolio and just to make connections. Yep. Um, and then quite quickly, other restaurants started calling and asking, can you do that for us? Can you take yeah. pictures? Can you post on social? Um, and I realized quite quickly that I had something, like there was something there. Yeah. Um, there was something to telling the story on social media about food, about business, about experiences with really great imagery. Um, and, and then it, it really grew and evolved quite yeah. significantly from there over yeah. the last nine years. That's incredible. And I think to your point, incredible imagery of food and a food blog, it has the power to make, make you drool almost mm -hmm. and make you really entice you into things. So I think it's incredibly important. And especially since, like you were saying, food blogging is, has grown substantially to what it is today from 2014. It's amazing mm -hmm. uh, because every, I'm, most of the time you talk to somebody and everybody and their mother has at this point had experience with their own blog or something of the sorts. Yeah. It's incredible. You have a very nimble, but mighty team um, mm -hmm. of incredible women that uh, is part of food scene. What is the most important thing to you when building a team? It's the, it's, it's the people. Okay. Um, it's I'm, I think of myself as being pretty intuitive okay. um, when it comes to people. Yeah. And, um, and so when somebody comes in to interview for a position, I yeah. can quite quickly tell like this person fits in the culture or yeah. this person gets food scene or what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Um, because we, we have always operated a little bit differently. Yeah. I mean, way before COVID, we worked remote, we worked in office, we, right, right. we didn't have set vacation schedules. It's always been that way because that's how I've always preferred to work. Right. Um, and even the, like, we don't want everybody to be the same. We want all, right. all right. types of different personalities and types of people, but the common connection, I think with people who are successful at food scene and that work well with our team are people who um, can work independently, who can take initiative, who can push themselves creatively, um, that can thrive being an independent worker, but also thrive being like in a collaborative space. And what I loved uh, when I was doing my research about food scene and, um, you, what I loved about on your website is the different, just fun questions and fun, like <laughs> icebreaker things that you guys have under, uh, underneath each of your photos. I think mm -hmm. it's such a creative way just to get to further know your team. Um, I think it's just a fresh, I, I just love those opportunities just to get to know teams in a better way outside the boring. Um, well, for us, like with our, with everybody we work with, with our clients, right. with our yeah. team, uh, with other, because uh, we'll collaborate with other agencies too right. for our clients. It's all about the relationships and it's all about a personal element, no matter how big or small, right the client is that we work with, those relationships are 
yeah, the most important thing. And so that's why we really wanted, we recently went through a rebrand and, okay. and we talking about our new website. Like we really wanted that message to come across on the website. Like we are human beings. Yeah. We're treat you like human beings. We want you to treat us like human beings. Yeah. We're not going to speak jargon. We're just going to talk right. real and be right. honest and transparent through all the processes. And where you are today, where are you seeing clients come to you and say, this is where we need the most help? Because you have services in social media marketing, content creation, digital ads. Where are you seeing the, we need help badly in this mm -hmm. area right now? Um, most of our clients at this point in food scenes journey are, are companies that are established companies that are kind of at this midpoint in their growth where they know who they are, they know what they do, and they know where they're going, um, but they don't yet have this full, they're not large enough where they have this in-house machine. Okay. Um, they typically have outside agencies that they collaborate with. Okay. Um, so fortunately, they're not coming to us with a blank slate, typically. Yeah. Um, in terms of the service offerings that they're looking for, I mean, the, our two, two of our core, most longstanding service offerings are the social media strategy management, um, and the professional photography content creation. I mean, those have been service offerings since day one. So those are the most, I think what we're most known for okay. and the most, um, uh, I guess, like utilized services. Um, but we also onboarded public relations as a service offering last year. So that's new okay. for food scene. Okay. Um, so we've, we've both brought in clients that have inquired about social media, but they're like, oh, you also do PR. We need, we need PR. Um, and some that are coming to us just for the PR component um, because they're handling their own social media or already have an existing social media team. And then the digital ads component. And the digital ads component, I mean, it's simply a complement to your existing digital you know, social media strategy. So it's, it's more... Uh, for most of our clients, like in addition to the other things. Makes total sense. And of course, today in the social media heavy world that we have, like it's incredible the the amount of strategy and the things that go into it for uh, that just aren't thought of for a business. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And especially when it comes to social media. I mean, when I first started Food Seed, it was me, it was my phone and it was no strategy. Um, and now at this point, we don't even log into, to a client's social media accounts until after six weeks, um, because we do a roughly six week due diligence process, um, where we do brand deep dive. We acquire all of your assets. We log into your accounts and assess what's been going on and, and look at the stats and we build out a strategy and we build out an initial content calendar before we ever put up that first post. So it's, it's a beast. And a lot of clients um, that haven't experienced that before are kind of surprised like, wow, okay, this is very involved. I love it. There's a plan here. Um, and same thing when we um, interview and hire candidates because there's a lot of people who come from the social media world or blogging world are like, I could just put content up. And it's like, no, like this is, this is a whole different thing. This is a lot more calories burned in your brain than it is 
doing any of the creative work because you've got to map it all out. I, I think, I think doing an audit is one of the most important pieces in terms of when you're walking into a very new space. I just walked into a new job and doing social media and I walked in and for the first two weeks that I've been here, I literally sat down and I was like, I've talked to everybody who's connected to it. I want to know what the posting's like, like what's the cadence. I want to know everything. And so I think it's so undervalued how an important audit is of a brand when you're kind of walking in because you need a really clear picture of just exactly what you need to do from an expertise perspective. Absolutely. And I think a content calendar is one of the most important pieces, one of the other pieces. And it's so funny because a lot of, a lot of places just don't have it. And it's like, you're standing there like, you're crazy because how are you not, or like, I'm such a type A that I'm like, I have to be organized and be able to see just what exactly is going out. Well, I mean, I think this, the problem is that for every single business knows that they have to have social media and it's this daunting obligation and most business owners or business managers or even marketing managers within an organization nobody wants to do it or it it's not a priority it's like oh you know we know social media is so important however this takes top priority this takes top priority social media always gets pushed down and when you don't have a content calendar in addition to that you're just, maybe you're posting 10 times in a week and then you're not posting for six months. And maybe this image looks different than this image and your message is disconnected, but it's hard um, for most businesses to either A, do the social media or the marketing themselves or B, figure out how to budget for it because marketing or any sort of creative work, graphic design, photography, there isn't always a tangible return and so it can be yeah. very difficult for some mindsets to accept that. Yeah. A lot of organizations or individuals want to see, okay, if I spend X dollars, what, how many X dollars am I getting returned? And marketing doesn't always work that way. Yeah. It's, it's incredible how much selling I've had to do, uh, just how important social media is. I'm like, and to your point, it's not something tangible all the time where you're looking at everybody, you're going, okay, this is the total engagements that you've got. And then they're looking at you going, what does that mean? Well, this is the amount of eyeballs that are on us right now. How can you then take those eyeballs and translate that and keep them coming back and keep them mm-hmm. moving forward down the funnel? But it, it is so crazy to me like you were saying, just how not prioritized it is. And then of course you bring somebody in to do social media and they're like, holy crap, like we haven't been doing this at all. Like this could, and you're sitting there going, well, technically you did have it on your list. It's just, you said other things were prioritized, Mm -hmm. but it is crazy just as we keep going into this heavy social media and digital world. Uh, the companies that still don't have social media, it seems like there's a disconnect there. On what... A lot more than, I mean, you, you'd be, so, I mean, there's a lot more than you think. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's crazy to me. Um, but I, I guess that's, that's the fun part, I guess, of working at, at an agency and mm-hmm. it's just, you get to go in and uh, that's what I've always valued about agencies. You get to go in and you get to see a bunch of different perspectives and a bunch of different cultures and how people run their own businesses, um, which I think is really, you just get a lot of perspectives. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been my, that's probably one of my favorite parts, especially when we've onboarded 
really large organizations yeah. and there are these organizations you're like oh my god like oh, they want us and you think oh they've got it all figured out and they have all their ducks in a row and you realize like nobody does like <laughs> it's not that they're any less or more disorganized yeah. or have their shit together than any other organization you just realize every organization small medium large have areas where they have strengths and have areas where they need yes. support yes. um and that's been something that's really been so cool to experience because yeah. you're just like oh yeah we're all we're all in this together and we're all trying to figure it out on photo shoot days uh-huh. Just how hungry does the set get? <laughs> uh, you know, that's something that it's so funny. I eat the least I ever eat on photo shoot days. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, for a couple reasons. Um, a, because I'm so focused on shooting yeah. that the last thing I'm thinking is, oh, I'm going to pause. I'm in this Zen or I'm in this moment. Yeah. I'm going to stop and eat. Also, you know, a lot of times like food you know, either it's being touched by a lot of hands or it's being set aside and brought back or whatever and so you're like and eh, do i want to eat something that you yeah. know hands have been all over yeah um so um so yeah unfortunately probably a lot of food goes to waste or i bring it home and eat it at the end of the day yeah. Yeah. Um, i actually get hungrier when i'm editing that's oh. when i'm like oh my god which which means like i did a good job you're just sitting there. Well, and I, I do a lot of video editing and all of a sudden I'll look up and it's like three hours later and I'm like, oh, I need to like get up and actually do something that's yeah. not staring at this laptop mm -hmm. um, and actually eat something probably. Yeah. As a CEO and a, and a founder of Food Scene, I would love just to ask the sticky question of, as you've created your company, some of the, the failures you've run into, but also some of the successes that have happened. Oh my God. Like, I feel like there's been more successes and failures, but the failures have been like gut-wrenching. And, and uh -huh. a lot of the failures, I mean, they're not even like, oh, this thing flopped. It's more like long drawn out doldrums, you know? Um, and I've gone through a few of them. I mean, I think last year was, was interesting because it wasn't a failure at all. What it was, was a year where I decided to work on my business. So I hired, uh, business coach and I hired a business consultant and uh, changed CPAs and like spent the whole, it was like going through like an MBA program all over again. Um, it was like hired a branding company to do all of our rebranding, our messaging, our new website. And so it was like all this stuff that was necessary, but not the fun part for me. Um, and so I really, throughout the whole year, I just felt like, ugh, like not a failure, but I just felt like this doesn't like, this is, this is not fun. I don't know what's going to yeah. come of this. Um, and now I'm in a different year where I've done all the things and laid out the foundation. It's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like <laughs> it's such a different organization. Yeah. Um, we have all of our ducks in a row. All of our documents are organized all of our yeah. protocols are organized our yeah. team is all squared away um you know 
how we handle client onboarding, how we handle team onboarding, like everything's set. My perspective is so different. Um, so out of that low, and even though it was like learning all these wonderful things were happening, it wasn't high for me. Out of those like, ugh, like trudging through this mud was like, wow, like I am such a different business owner on the other end. And you had, you know, introduced me as like founder and CEO. And I've always thought, oh, am I a CEO? I've got like eight people on my team or five people on my team or however many at the time. And it feels silly to call yourself a CEO of such a small organization. However, this is the first year I've really owned that because yes, like a CEO is somebody who it can take an, a team, however big or small, through something like that. Or they can take clients and, and their organization th through that with us seamlessly. Like they didn't know what we were working on internally. Um, they can strategize growth, that it can improve upon P&Ls, that can strategize for our clients. Um, so it's like all these challenges or failures. I mean, I've had failures where I got, you know, yelled at by a client or, um, you know, made a mistake on a post or whatever, like all of those feel like punches in the gut um, and are excruciating because you want to be perfect and flawless all the time. Um, but those have all been the moments where I've like, imp like made it my mission to improve upon whatever flopped or failed or needed improvement to the point where I can with confidence, not only call myself a CEO, but be a CEO for my team, for our clients and for the company. I want to, as you were mentioning it, your rebranding. I, I did a rebranding process. I think it's, it's a very exhausting, but it's a very eye opening kind yeah. of experience that you're like, all of these pieces go into rebranding for an entire company. Was there something that you like going through that process? You were like, what? I didn't even know that this had to go into it. Or it was there something, was there a learning that came from your rebranding? I knew everything. So the company MRC that did our rebrand, we share an office. So, and we collaborate and we, we refer clients back and forth and work on client projects together. So I knew everything that would, was going into it. Um, but it like for me at first it was like ooh fun I get to fill out this questionnaire and then it was like oh my god <sighs> like I want to change my whole questionnaire three months later I want to change it again three months after that or um, the tedium of having to write copy and come up with imagery for the website like that was the the most painful part because it's your website and you're like this has to be perfect yes representation of everything and, and, and suffering over it and doubting it. So it was, it took longer than I thought because of me holding myself up. Um, and, but it also reaffirmed to me like how critical it is and also yeah. how important it is for us to work with organizations that have gone through that process. Absolutely. I will say all the rebranding, the website looks phenomenal and I Thank love you. how simple and beautiful it is. Um, while we were talking about the whole photo shoot process, you know, through the photo shoots, through the editing of the photos, whatever it may be, where do you find creativity in the work that food scene gets to do? I'm going to kind of back up a little bit because I feel like through, I mentioned, you know, last year I went through all this, um, 
rebranding and, and identifying, you know, having a coach and stuff. And part of that process, um, there were, there were a couple of intentions because I have, people have always known me as, oh, Felicia, she's the food photographer. Um, and I intentionally kind of extricated myself from that a little bit because I really wanted to prop up food scene as an agency, um, an agency that's sustained on its own, an agency that can, it could exist without me or with me. Um, that wasn't just about, oh, it's Felicia with a camera and a phone. Um, so with that, also my identity as a photographer kind of shifted to, am I the founder and CEO of Food Scene? Am I a professional photographer? Am I both? And if I am both, how do I communicate that to people and also separate them? Um, so they still kind of um, operate a little bit in little silos. Uh, so the creativity is kind of different um, at this point now, after you know nine, 10 years, um, where the creativity for food scene, I mean, largely comes from our team um, with all the inner workings. I'm on all client calls and I'm aware of everything that's going on, but I don't do the internal work. Um, so all that creati creativity comes with the, the dynamics between our team and our client's team. Um, but I think I lead it by like the, the tone that I've set, set for the team, the values, the energy, our space, um, how food scene brings in clients. And that's through word of mouth and networking and established relationships and all of that. And I think all of that fuels the creativity with food scene. We also don't try to be like other agencies or how agencies are supposed to work. We just do what works for us and what works for our clients. That's what fuels that creativity. Um, with the photography, the photography is a little bit different when I'm shooting, because we have yeah. other team members that shoot. When I'm shooting, yeah. it's a totally different project. So sometimes the client's like, we have a basic idea, but don't know where to take it. And so yeah. me or me and my stylist, were like, oh, we got ideas for you. And, you know, we're going on Pinterest or we're just like, oh, I already have a vision for this. Or yeah. um, we kind of put together the ideas. And sometimes our clients come to us and like, this is our vision. Can you help us execute? And we're like, yes. Um, so, and then the creativity is fueled by all the planning that goes into it. If we're sourcing props or, you know, whatever sort of prep. And then when we're on set, we're in this, you know, enclosed set, like when we're on a catalog shoot and there's, you know, eight people on set and we're, you know, working together for five days straight. A lot of what feels to creativity is just us, the camaraderie and the relationships of the room and the, and the creative ideas and vision coming from everybody in that room. As we are, it's almost scary to say that we're almost halfway through 2023, which is very yeah. scary to say. Wild. It's crazy. <laughs> You, uh, what are, what are you looking forward to for, for the rest of this year? Um, oh God. um, <laughs> it's, I, you know, I, I don't know how to answer that because my, I had like a total mindset shift this morning when I woke up, I was okay. like, it's a whole different day. <laughs> um, because, because, um, I spent all of last year, preparing for the next phase of my business. Um, and then, and it's funny because when my business coach asked me last year, like finally, like it was all about setting goals, right? Long-term yeah. goals, short-term yeah. goals, blah, blah, blah. And I finally told her, I'm like, I hate setting goals. And she's like, wait, what? Like, are you, what you hate setting goals? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I don't want to set any more goals. And, um, and it's funny. I reflect on that now 
and and I still kind of mean it and kind of don't, yeah. right? Because then I did the opposite in the beginning of this year. I was like, my goal is to do this and this month, and my goal is to do this this month. <laughs> um, and but then the universe has a way of putting you in check, right? So right. we onboarded some great projects the first few months of the year, okay. some big projects. And I was like, all right, let's keep going. My team's like, hold up, hold up. We have, we need to get caught up. We just yes. onboarded all these new clients. We've, I mean, we've got to get our ducks in a row. We've got yeah. to get them to be a well-oiled machine before we can onboard anymore. So now we're like in a pause. So it's like, I was like, oh, well, by the end of the year, we'll be here. And now I've realized like, hold on, like, let's take a break. Yeah. Yep. And be very discerning about the calls we take and yeah. the proposals we send and the clients we onboard and how we onboard them and when. Yep. Um, so right now I'm in the space of let's just focus on us. Okay. Let's make sure the team feels confident that they're doing their best work. Let's make sure the team doesn't feel like they're on red alert and working too many hours. Yeah. Let's make sure everyone is taking their weekends off yeah. and clocking out at, you know, five or six or whatever. So right now, today, we're just like, you know what, we're just focused on us today and we're appreciating and enjoying how busy the beginning of the year was. Um, and then when we're ready, then we'll say, okay, all right, universe, send in some more projects. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at now because it's so easy to just get caught up and like, why aren't I making this number? Why aren't I doing this? Why aren't I going on a vacation and being relaxed? Or why aren't I getting to the gym enough? And it's like, you beat yourself up. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't get you anywhere other than stuck. Right. And you're, it's almost like you're, one of my favorite phrases is you're protecting your yes. You're doing these things to protect your yes and to protect your team. Mm-hmm. So you can go do these bigger and more projects later on in the year. Um, but it is one of my, one of my favorite sayings is you protect, you say no, so you can protect your yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's more powerful of a saying than we, uh, than we hold it to, uh, yeah. especially as sometimes we just get so into things and we're like, oh, we check something off the list. Let's keep going. And we don't realize how far behind Yeah, how much we do need that period of catch up, take a second um, and get back to square one. Yeah. Agreed. It's, It's so important. Felicia, my last question for you is just what inspires you? Um, sometimes I'm like, Sometimes, actually, I will say the last few weeks, I've been asking myself that a lot because I've had some like just shifts in my routine and schedule that have completely thrown me off. I'm like, I'm lost. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But so I'm like in finding my way back is what really inspires me typically is getting out there and being around people. Um, cause I have a tendency, like I like to, like, I love to work alone, you know, and yeah. like I'm in my house or I'm in my office and I'm chugging, I'm knocking stuff out. But when I'm not networking or going to an event or going to a dinner or right. going to like learning something, yes. that's yeah. when I feel like my energy start to dip. So it's really right. like whether I'm working with my team or meet yeah. a new prospective client or go to like a trade show, those are the things that like make me feel like, Ooh, my energy is like bursting yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's where things are coming to life a little bit. Totally. Um, I love that. I love, I, I do have my burst of energy. Well, what, what I call my burst of energy. I'm like, I get to do stuff like this and then I get to go and 
talk to people and get up. And then of course I like hit my drop where I'm like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you can only be on so long. And then you're like, no, nah, I got to go hide under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need like a 10 minute food, water break, whatever. Yeah. I just need to go sit by myself for just a second and Great. collect myself. Um, but I, I'm very much the same way. We, I like to put myself in high energy situations where, because it, it does feel like things are coming to life, things are happening and thing, the environment is just a little bit more lively. Um, but there is, there is a crash down later, yeah. later at the end of the day. <laughs> Agreed. Well, Felicia, I can't thank you enough for coming on and speaking with me today. If you do not follow Felicia or food scene at all, their socials are going to be linked down below. Um, but I'm incredibly excited to uh, see what 2023 has to offer you guys and uh, continue following along on your journey. Thanks so much. Yes. And as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.